Uh, we're glad that you've come to worship with us today. Visitors, we welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. We're glad that you are here with us. have some things that are uh, uh, coming up that I want you to, to know about. How many of you ever been to one of the trunk or treat events here at Christ Church? It's a, it's a phenomenon. It's amazing. Uh, we will have about 700 people come through on, on Halloween night, and we need your help. We, uh, we need trunks, in other words, cars lined up to uh, pass out candy. Um, and now, now you're thinking to yourself, oh my word, i got to buy candy for 700 people? Yeah, Actually, another way that, that people help is they bring in candy. And then we have, we have people going around and, and refilling the uh, people who uh, are, are having the trunks. And we also make sure that uh, everybody gets a flyer about Christ Church and about what it means to be a, a disciple of Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we have food that night. We uh, have games. And this will be our first opportunity to use the new building uh, in this, in what I think is a very, very important ministry. So uh, you, can, you can see that uh, we need your help. If you if you have if you're planning on buying candy and bringing it in, please do so before the night of Halloween. And the reason for that is that uh, Teresa Sack, our outreach person, will have to go out and buy candy if there's not enough, and we haven't received a whole lot yet. So um, uh, if you will bring it in early, so that we can uh, we'll know we have it. Next week is All Saints Sunday. That's a time, that, an opportunity for us to remember those who've gone before us, our loved ones, and we will be honoring that. Also, you can see other things coming up that uh, is important. One of the things that we have is the annual Church Charge Conference, which will be on November 10th at 2 p.m., and that is basically the, the year-end report and uh, work of the church, and you are welcome to attend that if you'd like. On the other side of the bulletin, on the back side, you can see different things that are happening and uh, would, would just encourage you to, to uh, participate. Christmas choir. Maybe uh, you've always wanted to sing in a choir but didn't want to commit year-round doing it. The Christmas choir is an opportunity for you to do that. It's, uh, the choir, uh, the, the uh, rehearsals are beginning soon, and if you have any questions, talk to the man on the keyboard right back there. He... He would uh, love to talk with you. Lindrew is, is uh, the one that will be leading that for us. Got a lot of exciting things coming up. And today is Vision Sunday. It's a day that we look at the direction of the church for 2020. So I'm glad you're here to hear that. And uh, we will uh, we'll be celebrating what God's calling us to do. Now, once again, here at Christ Church, we don't ask God to bless what we're doing. We do not ask God to bless what we're doing. We ask God to be a part of what he is blessing. And I want you to think about a, a wave in the, in the ocean, how it, how it uh, rises up. And you know, there are crazy people that get pieces of wood and actually ride those waves. Surfers. Anybody ever surf before? Anybody ever do that? What's that, what's that like? Why can't I stay on? I try. <laughs> you try? <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but what we want to do is ride the wave of the Holy Spirit. 
what the Holy Spirit is, is blessing. We want to be a part of that. And so I want you to envision that. It's at Christ Church for 2020. We want, to, we want to ride the wave of the Holy Spirit. We don't ask God, bless what we're doing. Lord, let us be a part of what you're blessing. Let's go into our worship as uh, we, we begin our worship set. Music. Let's all stand as we praise our Lord together. the rising we wait upon the Lord wait upon the Lord we will wait upon the Lord strength arising we wait upon the Lord we will wait upon the Lord we wait upon the Lord our God you reign forever our hope our strong deliverer you are the everlasting God the everlasting God and you do not fail you won't grow weary you're the defender of the weak and you comfort those in need you lift us up on wings like eagles Rising, we wait upon the Lord. We wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Strength arising, we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Our God, you reign forever. Our hope, our strong deliverer. You are the everlasting God. Everlasting God, and you do not fail, you won't grow weary. You're the defender of the weak, and you comfort those in need, and you lift us up on wings like eagles. Thank you. 
my sin runs deep your grace is more where grace is found is where you are and where you are Lord I am free holiness is Christ in me Lord I need you comes my way and when I cannot stand I'll fall on you and Jesus you're my hope and stay thank you that you call us to your plans. Lord, we thank you that you will make us a part of what's going on, Lord, what you're doing in our lives when we surrender, when we open our, when we open our eyes and our hearts to the Spirit's leading. Lord, we pray that you would open our eyes, you would set us on solid ground as we follow and love you. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord.
eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. See you high and lifted up. See you high and lifted up. Shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love. this morning. How many of you have decorated for fall at your house? Do you have pumpkins and stuff? So I went to Hy-Vee and I saw this really bumpy, ugly pumpkin and I thought, that is awesome, I need that. And I, I went to the, the check it out and the gal says, that is the ugliest pumpkin I've ever seen. I said, no, it's so cool, isn't it? 
And so if you drive by my place, I have a really ugly pumpkin, but I love pumpkins. So, you know, in the Bible, God does talk a little bit about farmers and planting seeds and things like that. And so today I'm going to share a story called Pumpkin Theology. Now, some of you have already heard this story before. Maybe you've seen it. Right, right. Carly did. I was in Mary Sunshine. So there was a pumpkin farmer, and he grew pumpkin seeds, and he had so many pumpkins that he went to his pumpkin patch and he picked the very best one. And he said, when people come to trick-or-treat, I want this very best pumpkin to be seen. But in order to do that, he had to do a few things. So he decided he would clean it off. He cleaned it all off because sometimes it's all dirty and he cut the top off like this. And he said, um, you know, it's kind of like Jesus where there's a lot of stuff inside, and a lot of it is icky stuff. And he said, like Jesus, Jesus wants us to get rid of the icky stuff, doesn't he? So he cleaned it out. All the sin and the bad things that we do, Jesus says, you know what? I want you to live clean with me. I want you to just know that I am with you each and every day. And the things that you do bad, I want you to do better. And I want you to be clean. So then he said, you know what? My, my pumpkin needs to see the beauty of the whole earth, to see the fall leaves and friends and family. And so you know what he did? He did. He cut two eyes out. And he said, you know what? I love the smell of pumpkin bread and chocolate chip cookies and chocolate candy. Everybody has a nose, and so does my pumpkin. So he gave him a nose. One of the very last things Jesus and the farmer agreed upon was that this pumpkin needed to smile so bright because Jesus was in his life that he made a great big smile on his pumpkin. And then he said, you know what? When people come to my doorstep, I want my pumpkin to be lit, really, really bright, because Jesus lives within my life, and Jesus wants to shine throughout the whole world. So, Brian, if we could dim the lights a little bit. There was his pumpkin. And he was so happy because his friends and family, he could tell them when they came to his doorstep how Jesus not only shines in his pumpkin, but shines in his own life, and he was able to share his own faith. You like that story? I do too. Well, let's say a word of prayer. Gracious God, we love you. We thank you for all the children and families here today. We ask that as Halloween approaches, that all of them will be safe, um, that you love them, that you walk with them. And we pray all these things in, in Jesus' name. And everyone say, Amen. Amen. Thank you.
At this time, we have a, an opportunity to welcome our newest member. So Holly, if you would come forward, you're gonna bring the kiddos. Hi guys. Holly, you have been uh, um, been coming for quite some time, and I remember your baptism and uh, the baptism of the kids, and we we are excited that you are now at the point where you want to become a member of Christ Church, and with that, I have just a couple questions I'd like to ask you. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to, all, to people of all ages, nations, and races? <clears throat> and will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church, and will you support Christ United Methodist Church by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? Brothers and sisters of the faith, as members of this congregation, will you faithfully also participate in your prayers, your presence, gifts, service, and witness? And will you support Holly and her family in your love and care and do all in your power to increase their faith confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. We will. The God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you may live in grace and peace. Amen. Holly, we have a uh, membership certificate for you, and also the uh, symbol of Christ Church, which is the faith-sharing New Testament with Psalms, and not only does it have the New Testament and the book of Psalms in it, but it also has helps for you to reach one, to reach someone for Jesus Christ. Now, I give those to you, and I want to shake your hand and welcome you, Thank you. and I'm going to give you an opportunity to say something. Would you like to say something? Yes. Okay. This lady would like to, would like this, and if you cry, that's okay. We have Kleenexes. As a child, I was forced to go to church. My mom would dress my sister and I up and put us on a bus and ship us off. After I have two older kids, I have a 26-year-old daughter who has my five-year-old grandson, well, he'll be five on Halloween, and nine-month-old granddaughter. So yes, my grandson is five months younger than my youngest daughter. I have a 24-year-old son who's serving in the Air Force. He is in Japan. His wife had a baby last week, so I have a new grandson. So I was going to a church in Coal Valley, and it closed down, and I was transferred to Kelowna. And the kids did not like going. The Sunday room class was one classroom of all the children, and the lady just read from her phone. So I got to the point that I stopped believing in God. I'm not going to lie to you. I have 27 contempt charges against me right now. I am facing jail time. And if it wasn't for Dennis, I work at Walmart. 
every Tuesday and Thursday, he would come up and get milk and eggs. So he said, Holly, why don't you try coming to our church? Every time we drove by, Mason's like, Mom, why don't we try that church? I'm a single mom. I have tattoos. I have piercings. They're not going to accept us. Dennis kept saying, Holly, why don't you try us? We don't care. We don't judge. Then the following, that was on a Tuesday, the following Thursday, Miss Sue comes with them. <laughs> Miss Sue gives me a book and a card, and she's like, please read this, and please consider coming to our church. So I'm still, I'm not saying I don't believe in God. I was so angry against him, so angry. I'm a mother. I have a mother instinct. When my kids tell me something's going on, I believe it. So I came to church. I met Dennis here. He hugged me. He was so happy to see me. Miss Sue, if it wasn't for her book, which I have passed on to another employee that is having problems right now, Miss Karen, oh, truly amazing. She texts me all the time after my court dates. How did court go after everything? I mean, there was a point that I text Miss Karen, and I said, I need to come talk to you. I need you to pray with me. And I asked her. If I commit suicide, will I go to hell? And she talked to me, and my only problem was I didn't want my kids to go to their dad. Finally, he has been convicted of child abuse in, child, in Iowa. I live in Illinois. They won't do anything. So Miss Karen constantly checking up on me. Dennis, every Tuesday and Thursday, checking up on me, asking me how I'm doing. Last year, Dennis asked, is it okay if we put a turkey basket and some scarves and mittens on your porch for your kids for Christmas? I can't tell you how amazing my kids' Christmas was last year. I even had a Christmas angel. I don't know who you are, but thank you from the bottom of my heart. You truly gave my kids a Christmas they've never seen. Miss mm. Karen texted me at Easter time. Somebody donated Easter baskets for you. I struggled to put a roof over my kids' head. I struggled to feed them. I don't get child support. I don't get any kind of assistance. But Miss Karen, she stays on top of me like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> Dennis. We didn't see you. I didn't see you. If I don't attend church, it's not because of anything. It's because I'm struggling. I do believe, I do pray when I'm at home. It's just I suffer from severe depression and anxiety. So I'm still fighting in court. I'm, my ex still has rights to the kids. So yes, that's why I am facing jail time, because I refuse to send my children on visitation. So Miss Karen will text me. Dennis is on top of me. I haven't seen Miss Sue lately, but she has touched me in a special way. And you know what? I invited 
my biological family, my mom, and everybody to come here today because of this. They live in Kelowna. I have no support from them at all. I don't see them. What I see is my real, true family out here now. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you guys because no matter what I know, you guys have my back regardless of anything. Regardless if I have tattoos, regardless if I have a biracial child. Well, I have three biracial children, but regardless if I have a biracial child and then my other kids. But you guys have truly welcomed me and become my family because obviously I don't have a true one because holidays is just me and the kids. We're not invited to anything. I'm the black sheep. But if it wasn't for you guys, I honestly don't think I would be here right now. And I honestly, Mr. Maroon guy, (laughs) when I was having problems with my daughter, what did you do? You prayed over her because she was having issues. Miss Karen prayed over her. I bought her a special stuffed animal and they prayed over it. So that is her protector because of the things that have been happening. That's what protects her. And she sleeps with it every night. And when she gets to her point, that's her uniform. She has it with her. And she knows that God is protecting her. So thank you for that. So I want to thank everybody for welcoming us. I mean, like Dennis said, from when I started, I was at the back of the church. Now I'm at the front of the church. <laughs> so thank you guys. I really appreciate everything. Holly and the family gets away. I'd like to have a prayer for them. And uh, I'd like to call up Karen and Dennis and Maroon Shirt Guy, (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Oppenheimer. And family, anybody else want to come? I'd like you to just come on up now and let's pray for this family who's now part of our family. They're still coming, Holly. See, I have family. You sure I do. don't know what it feels like to have family. <laughs> and all the rest of you, you can raise a hand toward toward our, our uh, group here. Lord Jesus Christ, I, I'm, I'm awed at how you come into our lives and you change our lives and how you make us family. And I ask that you will be with Holly and, and, and her family as, as they now become a part of Christ Church. Actually, they've, they've already been, been a part of Christ Church. And we thank you for all that you are doing in her life and the challenges that she faces help her to know she does not have to face them alone. And Lord, I ask that you will find a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. We love you, Lord. We love this family. and We ask that you keep them in your loving care. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Once again, let's welcome Holly.
part of our worship is giving back to God what he's given to us. And so as we prepare to receive this offering, let's pray for the offering. Lord God, we thank you for all that you've given to us, how you work in our lives, how you have uh, made it possible for us to have uh, a way to, to go forward. We know that everything we have comes from you. So, Lord, we now give back to you our tithes and offerings and ask that you use them to further your work in this world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please. 
I believe in God our Father. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. For I believe. For I believe in the name of Jesus. For I believe. For I believe in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Lord God, we we do believe in you. We believe in your sacrifice that you made for us on the cross. How you died for us for the things that we've done wrong. Now you rose again from the dead to prepare a place for us in heaven. So we come to you just as we are sinners those who've made mistakes but Lord we know that while we are still sinners you died for us and Lord you also have placed people on our hearts to pray for today so we lift those names to you right now Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. Hear us now as we pray together the prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, as I mentioned earlier, today is Vision Sunday. We uh, have been working on and praying about what God is going to have us uh, be a part of in 2020. And I want to start out this message with a passage of scripture that I think is incredibly dynamic comes from Romans 5, 8, and we're going to have it up here, and I want all of us to say it together, if, if, if you will. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Let's pray. Lord God, I ask that you speak to the hearts of all of us that we might simply receive what you have for us today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
Now this passage of scripture is what I is I think one of the most exciting scriptures that I can think of. It it has the power to change the trajectory of your life, to actually change your life because of what it says. But before we look into the text, we must admit something. And I'm sure all of us can can, uh, understand this and admit to it that many times we feel insignificant in this world. Uh, It comes, you know, it it comes to mind... (laughs) I'm just, I'm just one person. And what can just one do? But the Bible teaches us that, that God will use you in a mighty way if you let him. Did you hear me say that? God will use you in a mighty way if you let him. I love what Helen Keller once said. She said, I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do something that I can do. Isn't that awesome? I love that. Did you know that God looks for people with that kind of attitude to do his work? Throughout Scripture, we see this. Someone who is willing to do something is empowered by God to do that which God's calling him to do. Joshua 23 says, One of you routes a thousand because the Lord God fights for you just as he promised. Many of you know the story of the little boy who... uh, Uh, was with Jesus and his disciples when everybody was hungry, about 5,000 people. He says, I brought my lunch. Here, you can have it. And because of that boy's offering, he was instrumental in feeding 5,000 people. And then Isaiah 6, 8, it says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then Isaiah said, then I said, here am I, send me. Church, could we be like, could we be like Isaiah this this year? Could we take our lives, hand them over to the one, and and do what he wants us to do? In in Romans 5, we have uh, a statement or, or a, a letter written by Paul and he, uh, he in, in, in five it's, it's really an awesome chapter I'd hope you go back and read the whole chapter but one of the things he mentioned is that death came through Adam and life through Christ now how did that happen well Adam you know at the beginning he, uh, he sinned what did he do well he, he uh, ate from uh, a fruit that he was not supposed to eat from. How that had that? How that happened? Well, as Adam said, he said, "Well, it's my wife's fault. She, she, she told me to, to eat it. She gave it to me." So God looked at, at Eve and said, "What do you have to say for yourself?" She said, "Well, it's the, it was this, it was the serpent's fault. It was the snake's fault. See, 
snake being, being uh, the, Satan, the devil. And, and uh, she said, it was a serpent. The serpent told me it would be okay. And then there was a serpent. He didn't have a leg to stand on. Ah! <laughs> Did he just say that? Oh, oh, terrible, terrible. So Paul talks about death coming through one, and then life coming through one, Jesus Christ. And in verse 18, he says, Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. For just as though, just as through the, 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 the disobedience of one man the many were made sinners, so also through the, the obedience of the one man the many will be made righteous. That, that means we, we, can, we can choose the path we take. And our path will influence other people, whether we like it or not. It, it will influence other people. So when Paul says that God demonstrates his love for us while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. What does that mean? Well, it means that, that we hadn't changed. We were still in that sin of Adam, that that, that, that sin of putting ourselves first. And because of our sin, we were totally separated from God. We were failures, losers, lost, without any hope. And in our selfish follow and fallen state, we were unable to help ourselves, let alone others. That's what it means when Paul says, while we were still sinners. But then he also says that God demonstrates his love for us by sending the one. And while we were still sinners, the one who is Jesus Christ died for us. And the one came for us out of God's love. And this one rose again from the dead to prepare a place for us in heaven, to be with him. And because of the one, this is something that we should never, ever take for granted in our life. Because of the one, we should change the way we do things. So it began, and it will begin with the one. What happens when we begin to live for the one? Would you be willing to try it? You see, here, when we talk about Jesus and what he did for us, we try to make it clear that you don't, you don't come to Christ simply by going to church and doing good things. That isn't what gets you to heaven. A lot of people sitting in, sitting in churches, they're thinking to themselves, yeah, I gotta be good, I gotta do that which God wants me to do or is, uh, and, and hopes that someday he'll let me into heaven. I, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that'll happen. That's not it. What Romans 5 says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That means that instead of saying, I'm going to do good things in hopes of, of uh, God letting me in, in, in heaven someday, we say it this way. He died for me. Therefore, I'm going to live for him. I'm going to do that which he would want me to do because he died for me. Well, that brings us to 
The 2020 vision. Do we have ushers? Do they have the cards ready? Ah, get the word. Uh, right, right in the, in the, uh, in the uh, shelf there, there are cards I want handed out. These are bookmarks. And on it is the 2020 vision. Um, they look like this. Hopefully you all will receive one. Uh, if not, we'll get you one later. Here they come. There we go. Okay. Um, now this is, this is the, the, the 2020 vision of the church. You, are you ready for this? You ready for it? I'm going to tell you what it is. Christ Church, the 2020 vision is this. Reach one. That's it. Reach one. Okay, let's all go home. Perhaps we should spell that out a little bit. What's that going to look like? Okay, well, the, the bookmark here is going to help us understand what we're being called to do. And I, and I honestly believe that God is going to help us to reach every single one of these. It's going to be awesome. Okay, what is it... What is it uh, uh, what have we done here? Well, we've, we've set this up into a 1, 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000, 1 million part of the goal. What's number one? Well, the one thing we're going to try is a new, new faith community, uh, community to explore starting a new church or campus in Carbon Cliff. Now, we've been working with Carbon Cliff. We received the building a couple years ago. We've been fixing it up. A lot of guys in the church and others have been working hard over there. We finally got the bathrooms remodeled and up to federal code standards, and we're ready to roll. The next step is to open a community center there in Carbon Cliff, and we've done that. We actually had an open house, and it's rolling. Uh, the Board of Trustees of Christ Church has allowed and has uh, set up a uh, community center board made up of Carbon Cliff people. Some of them are members of our church, some of them are not, but they're the ones that are going to oversee the community center there in Carbon Cliff. The goal is that the Carbon Cliff people will not only see the need and enjoy the, the building, but they will also be willing to begin a church there. Now that church may be part of Christ Church, it may not. We, um, we may uh, uh, just, in essence, say, it, it's, it's, it's a church that will stand on its own, or it may be like a multi-site campus of, of Christ Church. But uh, that, that's uh, something we will be exploring here in 2020. We're off and running with the community center. We're finally at that point. We're about a year and a half behind that. But uh, praise the Lord, we're there uh, because of people working hard to get that uh, opened and, and the, the bathrooms uh, done and, and everything. So we're ready to go. We're ready to roll. And we've already been contacted by one church from Moline that is selling their building. They're going to fix up another building, and they need a place to meet. Well, guess what? So a couple, couple uh, months, they'll be, they'll be meeting at the, at the uh, uh, community center there in Carbon Cliff. Isn't that cool? Now, why Carbon Cliff? Carbon Cliff is a town of over 2,100 people, and they don't have a church in Carbon Cliff proper. Can you believe that? How many churches are in Port Byron and they have 1,700 people? So you see the need. You see the, hopefully you see the need. That's, 
That's, that's the one. The 10, what is the 10? We plan to start 10 new mission outposts throughout the Quad City area. Now, last year we spent a lot of time trying to get a building built, right? And one of the temptations would be, that's the church, that's, that's, that's all that we are. That's Christ's church, that's not right. We need to be, understand and recognize that the Church of Jesus Christ is on the move. And we can't expect people to simply come to us. That more and more it's important for us to go to where people are. And so we will be looking at different ways that we can, uh, we can bring church to people. Mission Outpost. And it's going to have to do with where people gather, where people... Uh, uh, rendezvous, the interests of people. Uh, the, uh, Jeff, Jeff Oppenheimer, he's going to start a, a mission outreach in, um, in a, a tattoo parlor. And uh, he's going he's to start getting tattoos. <laughs> there we go, Holly. All right. Hey, you see? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, and, and, you know, uh, uh, Jerry here, he's going he's gonna to start a bungee jumping group. Um, <laughs> Now, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of being, being uh, facetious, but in the study that some of our folks have done, there, there is a ministry in a tattoo parlor. And there, there are other ministries that, that we could be a part. Um, one of the things that's going to happen is uh, we have a retirement center in Park Vista. And I'm going to make sure that we get something rolling there. We've already got uh, some people interested in that going where the people are. Now, what will happen, hopefully, is that people not only will attend those smaller groups, but they will then associate themselves and come to Christ Church as well, either at Silvis or East Moline. And uh, uh, it'll be a way that we can, we can reach one. We can, we can reach people. Now, will all 10 survive? Maybe, maybe not. That's okay. But what would happen if one or two would survive? So God is calling at least 10 of you to develop a mission outpost. And we will, we will uh, be helping with training in terms of how best to do that. There, there will be a training that uh, will uh, be able to, to not only impact our church, but hopefully other churches in the Quad City area as well. So that, uh, that's, that's going to be called Reach 100, because we're, we're thinking that if we could... Uh, have 10 groups that reach 10 people, that'd be 100 right there. Okay, now we get to the 100. 100 members will take a one-on-one -on -one or reach one challenge. And this will include training on how to reach at least one new person for Christ during the year. Look at me, church. Can you reach one? Can you reach one? Now, how do you do that? There will be opportunities in training. But right now, I just want you to pray about this. I want you to say, Lord, can I, can I reach one? Am I one of the hundred that is being called to, to reach one? And uh, it's, it's, it, it's sometimes, you know, you, 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 you'd like to do that. You just don't know how to do it. I was pretty excited about what Marty Ellison had to say last week. Wasn't that great, his message on becoming a contagious Christian? And one of the things he said is make a friend, 
be a friend and lead a friend to Christ. And that's, that's what it's about. But you know, um, we, still need to, we still need some coaching. We need to, to uh, uh, have people we can bounce off of ideas and, and how we're best going to do this. Um, and, and, and I'll tell you why. Because if it was real simple, we'd be doing it, right? So how, how, do we, how do we do that? How do we actually reach one? Well, um, hopefully, through working with others and the prayers of others, uh, you, will, you will be able to do that. And, and you need to understand, this is a God thing. You can't do it on your own. It's God that does it. Uh, God has, has blessed me many times with, with uh, uh, allowing me to be present when someone comes to Christ. And I want to tell you, it's absolutely awesome when that happens. Um, I don't know of anything better because that's when, that's when the, this world touches the next world. And there is something eternal that happens. Um, and one way, it's, it's real easy. You just open yourself up to be used by the Holy Spirit. And when it's that person's time, the Holy Spirit has already prepared that person. And this is a fact with my hand up. You can mess it up big time and the Holy Spirit still has that person accept Christ. You could... You could look at a person and say, hickory dickory dock, the mouse ran up the clock. And he'd look back and say, what must I do to accept Jesus Christ into my life? And I believe the Holy Spirit works that way in people. It's not that hard. You simply pray and the Lord will lead, will put on your heart the person that you need to talk to. Like Marty said, make a friend, be a friend. And lead that friend to Christ. And we need, to, we, need to, we need to have that teaching we, because you, could, you can uh, be with somebody who, who does it and yet they, they may just say, well, 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 just do it. Well, how do you just do it? If you've come on Saturday night uh, to the bluegrass thing, you, you know painfully that I'm trying to learn how to play the mandolin. And um, to, to do leads on mandolin, it's not easy. And I try to get some mandolin players to tell me how to do it. And they say, well, you just do it. And I'm going, easy for you to say. And what I need to do is find people who can actually teach me how to do it. So in those areas where you're saying, I don't know how to do this, there will be opportunities and training for you to do it. So when, when you have an opportunity to sign up for, for this um, Reach One idea, Make sure you're taking it seriously and you're willing to do it. And then, and then we come to 1,000, and that is to plan over 1,000 hours of ministry use in the new Family Life Center. Notice that we finally got to the Family Life Center. It's not the only thing that this church is about. It's an important tool, and we plan to use that tool with at least 1,000 hours of, of ministry use in that new building. And then 10,000. We plan to have 10,000 or more ministry touches through the outreach ministries. 
Now, those of you who are a part of our outreach ministry, or even in the, in the church, you've probably heard Teresa Sack, who is the outreach chairperson, uh, come up and tell us at the end of the year how many ministry touches that we've had. And it'll blow you away. Do you realize that that 10,000 ministry touch is a, is a minimal uh, reality for Christ Church? And we're talking about people in the, in the um, food pantry, people that have been uh, touched by our outreach and how we've gone out in the community. 10,000. And that's doable. How about 100,000? 100,000 prayers. Well, actually, it'd be many more than that. Now, as Holly joined the church, she promised to uphold the church by her prayers, presence, gifts, and service, the prayer and, and witness. The prayer part of that is I talked with Holly and everybody else who, who joins the church or is thinking about joining the church, is the expectation of membership is that you will pray daily. Now, if we just have the members of Christ Church praying daily, it's over 300,000 prayers a year right there. But I don't know if you noticed that as we were praying in our, in our prayer time, people were lifting up names. There are probably about 30 names that were mentioned. And if you're taking that seriously and you're praying for those, uh, uh, joining those others in prayer, you see how those prayers are multiplied in an exponential way. So that's not too hard to imagine. And then we get to one million. Work on paying off a significant part of the $1 million debt in the New Family Life Center. Where are we at with that? Well, this year, we want to end the year with $2 million in hand. How close are we? Church, we're pretty close. We're only about $200,000 away from that goal. And we know that the end of the year is a time that a lot of people give. So you'll be wanting to look at, at, at your, your um, income and, and everything else. And you may want to give a year-end gift to help us reach that goal. Uh, the truth is that the more money we can get in early on, the less interest we'll have to put, pay later on. The last thing I want to see this church be a to happen to this church is that we focus just on the finances of paying that building and we don't have, have finances and resources to, to, to do ministry in, in the area. And so when we look at the, the end of the year, you know, yes, we're looking for that 200,000, but then after that, how much can, of, that, of that remaining million can we pay off? How much can we actually uh, um, uh, receive and, and have pledged to uh, make that, that uh, uh, Family Life Center a reality of being a paid-off building. So there you have it, the Reach One goal and all the steps that, that lead up to it. And that's a lot. One, ten, a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand, one hundred thousand, and one million. Now, church, I ask you, why? Why are we going to do these things? Because of the one. The one who died for us. Because he died for us, we want to do what he wants us to do. We want to live for him. So, church, I ask each and every one of you, would you be willing to reach one?
years from now. Probably around 100 years or less. You're going to be in heaven. I want you to think about that for a minute. I want you to envision someone, someone coming up to you. Looking at you. And saying, I want to thank you for caring enough about me to share Jesus Christ with me. Because if you, if you hadn't done that, then I probably wouldn't be here. But you cared enough to share Jesus with me. Remember what Helen Keller said. I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but I still can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do something that I can do. Folks, that's the power of one when we set about to reach one. Let's pray. Lord God, as we think about the next coming months, what it means to reach one. Help us to each think of the person that you're calling us to reach. That we will do this because of your work in our lives, how you died for us while we were still sinners. And we want to do that which you call us to do. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. It is the Lord that we're here to worship. It is the Lord, it is the one who we've come to adore. Would you stand as we sing, It Is You. We 
come to this place to worship you, God of mercy and grace. It is you we adore. It is you praises are for only you. Heavens. here. I want you to know that um, I do believe this is God's call for us, and it's, uh, it's one that's going to take, it's going to take prayer. It's going to take uh, a lot of prayers for us to accomplish, and what I'd like you to do is put this on your refrigerator, put it in your Bible, uh, put it somewhere where you're going to see it daily, and daily, if you will, just touch it, just touch it, and pray, Lord, empower me to reach the one. Lord, empower me to reach the one. Now, church, go and share your faith with someone who needs love, forgiveness, or hope. Point them toward God. Let him save them as he is saving you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Holy, holy is our God Almighty. Holy, holy is his
sometimes those songs are like puzzles. <laughs> They're all these little pieces, and you're like, how did this come? All right. Hey, if we start together and we end together, man, it's all cool. It's good. No, 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 no,